This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Tired of not getting a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, y'all. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. Summer is here. And one of the best things about summer is having long stretches of time to pick up something juicy to read. A bee tree just helps you escape. It facilitates that escape, you know, and it's part of the holistic pleasure that you have during the summers. That's romance author Bolu Babalola. And she's joining me, along with fellow romance author Emily Henry, to talk summer book wrecks. Bolu and Emily are some of the biggest names in romance right now. Like, they're huge. So I knew I could count on them for some really good picks. And Emily has thought about this a lot. She even has a theory about what makes a good summer read. You can be on a beach or at a pool with like so much stimuli around you, so much going on, and it will still pull you deeply into the story pretty quickly. It's funny because I feel like a lot of times those are like thrillers or romances. It's like the two things that you're like just needing the answer to a question. So it is like, who is killing me and all of my friends? Or will they or won't they? You know, they're both questions that are pretty, pretty much established from the first chapter in those genres. Today on the show, we'll be getting all their wrecks. And later, we play a dating game featuring literary hotties. Stay with us. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Here's a familiar situation. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. This message comes from The Run-Through with Vogue. Listen as designers, Vogue editors, and industry icons like Erica Badu and Florence Pugh have in-depth conversations about fashion and culture. New episodes are released each Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Emily Bolu, welcome to It's Been a Minute. Hi, lovely to be here. Thank you for having us, Brittany. So we are going to get into these recommendations that you both brought in a second. But first, I want the listeners to hear a bit more about your work. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your latest books? Bolu, we'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, so Honey and Spice is a collegiate romance uh, set in a Southern British university within the ACS, which is an African-Caribbean society. Within this little bubble is Kiki Banjo, who hosts a radio show where she gives romantic advice all this advice kind of seems to be worthless when like a, a tall, dark, handsome, of course, guy wanders into the university under the name of 
Malachi Corday and all the girls seem to be in a tizzy over him and in pursuit <laughs> of discovering what it is about this guy that makes her girls lose all their senses. She ends up, as you do, in a fake relationship with him. <laughs> their relationship develops from there and she discovers what love is. But it's also just about friendship and, and Kiki learning to, to lower her guard and fall in love with her girls and her community and herself as well. It's such a fun journey. The paperback edition of your book just came out. Is that right? Yeah, in the UK. And it's coming out in the US in, on July the 5th, I believe. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And Emily, how about you? Talk to us about your latest book. So I do think Bolu and I were drinking like the same fake dating juice as we were writing these books. <laughs> um, my last book, it just came out in at the end of April and it's it's called Happy Place. And it's the story of Wynn and Harriet who've been together since college. And a huge part of their relationship has been that they have this shared friend group with whom they take a yearly trip to the coast of Maine. At the start of the book, Harriet is getting ready to go on this year's trip. When she gets there, she's going to come clean with their shared friend group that she and Wynn actually split up five months before the trip. Only when she gets there, <laughs> Wynn is already there. And because uh, they really want their friends to have that one last beautiful experience before they destroy the friend group, they decide we'll just hold off one more week on telling them that we are no longer together. So kind of like Honey and Spice, it's like it is this love story between a couple, but it's also very much about Harriet's best friends. And just being in that phase of life where you're kind of growing in different directions from a lot of the people that you've been closest to and have to figure out what that means for your relationships and whether they can weather those changes. Hmm. Hmm. Fake dating juice. If they bottle yeah. that, I want to drink it. <laughs> I know. I know. Same. <laughs> oh, so you're both here with me today to talk all about summer reading. You've each brought a few recommendations. Mm -hmm. With that summer energy, what are some of the tried and true books you'd recommend to any friend looking for a juicy read on a nice day? Bolu, start us off. So obviously, the first one has to be Happy Place because... <laughs> I recently read that and I was completely enveloped by it, by the story. And I was, and I fell in love with the friendship group and it was just so lovely. And I think it's an excellent uh, book to read while you're on holiday. And also it made me like appreciate the beauty in my friendships too. So yeah, that was one of my picks. Oh, that's so amazing. I'm honored. You picked Emily's newest book. That is so beautiful. I love reading a good old Emily Henry book on vacation. <laughs> totally. Oh. There's one vacation where I was reading Beach Read and I was stayed up really late getting to a certain section of it. My husband was up like he's playing a game on his phone and I was reading and um, I sighed and I closed the book and I pressed <laughs> it to my chest. My husband was like, are you okay? Like, is everything fine? Um, and I was like, it's just too romantic. Oh to my gosh. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Wow. I'm honored. Absolutely. Absolutely. Emily, what is your first pick for a summer read? Bolu started us off strong. What's your first pick? Well, I know I'm now I'm like, well, I should have said honey and spice, but that does go without no. saying. So my first pick, I will go for the kind of thriller edge. And it's, you know, what we were talking about where 
there's this escapist element, even though there's a lot of murder and mayhem. And that would be Amanda Jayati says you're invited. Mm. It's a mystery. What's going on? Who did it? All of that. But it also is set on this... Um, at this really luxe resort in Sri Lanka where there's this Sri Lankan wedding happening and the main character is going home to Sri Lanka for the first time in a few years and you don't know what made her flee before, but she's going back to see her former best friend marry her own ex-boyfriend. So there is a lot. It is juicy. It is kind of decadent feeling. It's like hot and sultry and it is just exactly what we've been talking about. Ooh, you're Best friend marrying your ex. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bolu, what is your next pick? Okay. So this book swept me off my feet last summer. And it's Seven Days in June, of course, by <gasps> Tia Williams. I read that one. Yeah. It's one of those books that, like, I threw the book across the room at one point because I was just overwhelmed. <laughs> I was just like, I was, lo- I was just losing my mind over it. It's so romantic and it's so sexy. And you know, when you're falling in love with, with the guy as you're reading it, it was one of those books. So it's, yeah. um, it's about two old flames who reunite after 15 years. They were kind of childhood sweethearts, but with a twist because their whole love story happened over seven days. And then the guy disappeared. Now they're both famous authors. One is a romance author and one is more literary fiction. Mm -hmm. And they're thrown together through, you know, a series of circumstances. And it's basically a second chance romance. But what's so beautiful is that it talks about the gravity of teenage love. You know, I feel like it's seen as a very frivolous thing very like a very light-hearted marshmallow thing but I think the fact that it has carried it stayed with them their whole lives they've evolved in so many ways and yet their love has evolved with them and also crucially it's extremely hot like very very spicy <laughs> you think everyone will yes. enjoy it <laughs> I read that one last summer I listened to it on audiobook I had to do the equivalent of I guess the audio equivalent of throwing a book across the room or I would pause it and scream <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Pause it and scream. I wonder, like, you know, to that point, Bolu, like, you mentioned that this book seems to take teenage romance seriously, which mm-hmm. I agree. It's it's something that's not always taken seriously, even though you're having big legitimate feelings when you're at that age, right? Why should we pay more attention to it as a serious topic in literature? I think that if we listen to like teenage romance and what it teaches us, it really teaches us about ourselves and our instincts. And I think the older we get, the, the less we listen to our instincts. It's so powered by impulse. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that, that we forget, you know. Often we think that, oh, falling in love with in two weeks as an adult is impossible. Obviously, there's layers to love and it happens in stages. But that initial spark, mm-hmm the ignition that it takes to kind of birth love, I think can happen very quickly, you know, and I think adulthood can, can make us forget that. Hmm. That's such a beautiful sentiment. Emily, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. How do you feel about how we think about teen romance in literature and also in real life? Yeah. A big part of the reason I like writing romance is I think romance is a really natural way to force a coming of age on someone, (laughs) because I think when you are falling in love, you're so vulnerable 
and every single trigger you have will probably get hit at some point. And so it's like one of very few ways I think that you can find yourself forced to grow and to confront your past in a way. And when you see a love that can change its shape and adapt as you change and adapt, I think that's really, really beautiful and something that that we crave as people because a lot of our relationships can't withstand that kind of transformation. And so when you look at a book like Seven Days in June, that's just something that's so beautiful and that we all long for, just people that that we can stick to, people that will still make sense in our lives even when we look very different from how we might look today. All right. Wow. Another great pick from Bolu. Emily, give us another pick. I would love to talk about This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub, which just came out in paperback um, a couple weeks ago. It's kind of, to me, it's sort of a perfect read because it's a little bit of everything. Like it's a little bit of a time travel story, a little bit of a romance, a little bit of like a family saga. Basically, the, the premise is this main character is turning 40 in the night of her 40th birthday party. She has this weird experience and wakes up back in her bedroom at age 16 and her dad is the age you know I know I know (laughs) it's like I know you're like it is a nightmare but because she's just turned 40 she's also having this reckoning where she's thinking like did I choose right did I should I have done things differently and so she goes back to 16 and she's kind of like all right well here's you know the romances I didn't pursue and here are the friendships that I messed up and and all of that but more than any of it she goes back in time and her dad is young her dad is much younger than he is now. He's ailing in in the present timeline. And it really, beyond everything else, is a love story about a father and a daughter and about did you use the time with the people that you love as well as you could have. And it was so beautiful. It made me cry. It was one of those books where I wanted to not do anything but read it. But like my parents were texting like, do you want to come have a barbecue? And I'm like, yes, yes, I have to go have a barbecue. I have to like make the right decision here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so beautiful. Huh, Bolu, next pick. Y'all are on a roll. Bolu, what is your next pick? <laughs> Mine is You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Quake Maisie. Mm. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous book. It's one of the most exquisitely written books I've ever read. Again, it is a love story. This time it's about a widow. This is a very hard book to talk about without spoiling because there's like a huge, messy twist in it. But the main Mm -hmm. character, Faye, she's healing from, from grief. And she thinks she can't find love again. She's dating a guy. This is not a spoiler. She dates a guy and she thinks this is it. You know, this is, this is the cap of the kind of love that I want. I mean, it's nice. It's pleasant enough. It's fun, but it's not deep. And the person that it Mm. is deep with is somebody that she shouldn't necessarily go there with, but she does. (laughs) And you may not necessarily agree with it. I mean, it's a very, like, people have different opinions about, you know, whether she should have gone there or not. The thing that people agree with is that it's a very, very beautiful love. It's a love that's just so naked and pure and no preconceptions with each other and it's about love as a as a liberating force oh i wonder what you mean by that when you talk about having like a this love that's like raw and pure because it's so i think because they meet each other not seeing each other as potential lovers it's like the dating apps right when you meet somebody through a dating app you have this kind of performance that you do this dance that you do the cooler version of yourself whereas where because they met each other not knowing in their head they weren't supposed to see each other that way 
they were able to just be completely themselves. There was none of that pretense, which allowed themselves to know each other fully. And I think sometimes the performance of romance can get in the way of romance itself. Mm. I remember when I met my boyfriend, I was totally not in the space to meet anyone. And so when I met him, we were having these cool, like, frank conversations. I was seeing him just as a as a friend. And then the romance happened. Because in my head, I wasn't pretending to be, like, the cool, you know, the one-liners. <laughs> I mean, the one-liners <laughs> happened anyway, because I'm naturally extremely witty. I'm joking. But um, <laughs> I wasn't thinking of, okay, how do I, okay, how do I position myself to, like, seem like the cool, aloof girl, you know? I was completely emotionally naked and i think this this book and the because of the circumstances within which they meet allows for that to happen i am excited to check that one out i just need everyone to read this book because the twist twists very well you were twisted by the twist i was twisted (laughs) by the twist (laughs) (laughs) that is enough of an endorsement for me personally (laughs) emily bring us home one more pick One more pick, and I'm sticking with this kind of intense emotional romance theme. I think that's what this summer is all about. So I would love to recommend to anyone who's not read it yet, Kennedy Ryan's Before I Let Go, which is Mm. so beautiful, so emotional. It's also a second chance romance, which I feel like is a a kind of subcategory that I'm— really careful about because it always is like innately tricky and messy. But this book is such a gorgeous version of that. It's about a couple who run a restaurant in Atlanta and they were married for years and they have a couple of kids and some tragedy has unfolded in their life that's ended with them getting a divorce. And they're still really great co-parents and business partners and all of that. But the trust is just totally broken there. They both kind of think, you know, it's time to move on. And then the moving on kind of triggers some of the old feelings. And it is just so beautiful. It's a gorgeous depiction of therapy, which for anyone who's read my books knows I like love a romance with therapy in it. (laughs) Huge fan of that. And the, the leads are just both feel so real. And I think it's kind of fun to just read about couples who are like further along in their relationship in their lives, um, but still having this beautiful, sexy, life-changing love story unfold between the two of them. Mm. That one's been on my list for a while. I haven't read it yet. Oh my gosh, you'll love it. I am so excited to dig into that one. And I know a lot of our listeners will be as well. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. (laughs) Had a great time. Would both of you mind sticking around to play a little game? Of course. Sure. Coming up. We play a game called Bookish Babes. Stay with us. This message comes from NPR sponsor, REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing, backpacking, and another outdoor thing that rhymes with backpacking. Visit your local REI co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways you can opt outside. Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, an automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares Betterment's philosophy on investing. No matter the amount of money you have, it's always good to be invested. It's always good to start early. It's always good to save. And the power of being consistent in your habits is really the path to long-term wealth. Get started at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. 
Instead of scrolling mindlessly, engage mindfully with the NPR app. With a mix of on-demand news, stories from this station, and your favorite podcast, you can relax without shutting off your brain. Download the NPR app today. Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at LifeKit, we want it to be a special one. Magic can happen and good luck can happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR. All right, Emily, Bolu, we are about to play a game called Bookish Babes. We've taken a few literary hunks and we're going to pit them against each other for a few different date scenarios. And you both have to pick who you are taking on the date and why. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way to win or lose. Well, there's no way to lose the game. I think we all win. Are y'all ready to get started? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Wonderful. Okay. So for our first date, this one is for the adventurous girlies out there. Would you rather go on an escape the room date with Khal Drogo, the beefy tribe leader from the Song of Ice and Fire series, or Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. Who are you escaping the room with? Bolu, we'll start with you. Okay. Okay. I would choose Khal Drogo because I just feel like he would just smash everything. And so we would get through it quickly. <laughs> I think Darcy would be very methodical about it, but annoyingly so, and wouldn't listen to your advice. <laughs> so I think Carl Drago. All righty. I, th- I love that answer. Emily, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I feel like for the exact same logic, I'm just thinking about the claustrophobia of being in a locked mm. room with a man who hates your family and thinks you're tolerably <laughs> handsome. Um, and I also agree. Cal Drago would just like, yeah, he would just like rip the door off the hinges. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm loving the reasoning behind this. I'm in full agreement. On to our next date. This is for sussing out the tastes of your potential partner. Would you rather go on a thrifting date with Jay Gatsby from The Great Gatsby or Robin Hood from The Merry Adventures of Robin Hood? This one, actually, this one, I had a controversial answer for this one. And it, I would exaggerate in saying that it tore our, tore our team apart in discussing this. Emily, what are your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. Well, I do think I do totally think that Jay Gatsby would technically be the better thrift shopper. I think he would like know the brands better than I do. But I think I still would rather go with Robin Hood because ultimately Robin Hood is hotter. Yeah. Wait, canonically Robin Hood is hotter? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ultimate, specifically the fox, the fox Robin Hood. Oh, my God. The same, Emily. (laughs) Yes. Everybody wants that fox. Fox Robin Hood. Canonically hot. hundred percent. Thank you, Bolu. In fact, when you said Robin Hood, I thought of the fox. I can't lie. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Wow. You shook the table with that one. Bolu, (laughs) it sounds like you agree the animated fox version of Robin Hood is canonically hotter yeah, absolutely. than Jay Gatsby. But is that who you would rather go thrifting with? I do have to choose Robin Hood just because I think he would be more resourceful 
and would have like an eye mm. for like those spots in the corner and know the hidden bits. You know, I think Gatsby would choose like the obvious ones. <laughs> Whereas Robin Hood, I don't know. He's in my head is a bit of a like a, a hipster thrifter. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And has cooler <laughs> style. Um, I think Gatsby is just very designer heavy, you know, just very, it could be very tacky. Now we need wow. Brittany's answer because we know that she thinks her answer right. was controversial and it's seeming like ours are. My Apparently it was. My answer was Jay Gatsby. Okay. My answer was for the reasons that you outlined. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like, okay, I guess y- you all went into this thinking about like the focus of romance, which is fair. <laughs> I was thinking like, I'm like, who's going to get me the finest cashmere? Who's going to help yes. me get those like Scottish cable knit sweaters? Yes. But also the, I mean... The other thing is, is that Jay Gatsby at the end of the day is a scammer and yeah. Robin Hood <laughs> is a good guy. So maybe you all actually made the better choice than I did. So <laughs> I'm not going to change my answer. I just feel like in the romance <laughs> montage of us thrifting together, I feel like I would have more fun with Robin Hood, you know? Yeah. I can see Bolu throwing her head back, like laughing. Right. Like they're just having a great time. <laughs> they're trying on like, like glasses from the 70s. Yeah, like silly yeah. hats. You know? All right. Next date is a more erudite one. Would you rather go to a history museum date with Jesus from the Bible (laughs) or Christian Grey from Fifty Shades of Grey? I already knew my answer. I already knew my answer. Um, But who are you gazing at artifacts with? Bolu. Definitely Christian Grey. First of all, Christian Grey? Yeah. Because I actually don't think Jesus was canonically hot. I think that, because the thing is, if Jesus was hot, I feel like it would be easy to be like, yeah, worship him. The whole point is that, like, people were like, should I worship this guy? Like, you can worship, it's so easy to worship a hot guy, which is why I think. That's a good point. Right? Oh my gosh, Bolu, you're blowing my mind right now. (laughs) I'm like thinking about all the cult documentaries I've watched, and it's like those people are not even close to hot, and they've got a lot of followers. Mm. Exactly. So I think Kristen Gray um, defile a few monuments with him. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what? Also, too, I hate to be all like, I don't know, city girls about it, but Christian Gray is rich. Yeah. Jesus was not about being a baller. No, he wasn't. That's exactly. He'd probably buy like a price, like piece of art for me, you know? Like, I hadn't thought about that. I originally was like, oh, I'm going with Jesus because Christian Gray, (laughs) sometimes he stressed me out. But um, <laughs> that is interesting. That is interesting. Oh okay, gosh. okay. Emily, what about you? You go into the History Museum oh my gosh. with Jesus or Christian Grey? I am so, de- no, I'm so delighted that this moment is finally coming when somebody's <laughs> asking me this very specific question. Um, I still am reeling from finding out that Jesus probably wasn't hot because in my mind, Jesus has always been a hottie. Um <laughs> But I think I would still go with Jesus. Like, I mean, I'm nervous about going with... I would be nervous about going with either of them to the History mm. Museum. Mm, that's true. I would, I would not know how to act right around either of those people. But from, from a sheer curiosity standpoint, especially if it's like you're going through like some, you know, ancient history, maybe Jesus knows some stuff that like true. the curators <laughs> don't even know. It's a more mature perspective from Jesus. Right. Yeah. Right. So Bolu and I can double date to the museum yeah, is what I'm learning. Yeah, it'll be cute. <laughs> this is, uh, that's actually a really good point. If you have different answers, you can double date. Last date. 
They're both more like um, legends than literary hotties, but the stories still remain. Who cares? We're not going to get into semantics with all this. Would you rather go on a roller skating date with Hercules or Mulan? Bolu, what say you? Oh, my gosh. I have a thing for himbos. <laughs> and I feel like a roller skating date is a perfect time for a himbo to shine. I think he'll have fun yeah. with it. I think he'll catch me when I fall. He'll make me laugh. <laughs> and I feel like Mulan is like, she's very serious. Mm. Um, rightly so. You know, she's fighting for her people. <laughs> but I think Hercules just, I feel like it'll just be so much fun. And he's like, he just is a beautiful airhead. So I just feel like it's the right place for us to have a great date. Roller skating with a himbo yeah. on a Saturday night. That actually sounds like a really good plan. So much Your next book. Oh, Emily. What about you? Oh my gosh. Roller skating Bolu. date with Hercules or Mulan? Bolu's logic is flawless. <laughs> However, I think Mulan is also so athletic and, and strong and powerful. That's what I said. That I, yeah, that I feel like she would be like wiping the floor with everyone. Mm. And I don't know that I could have a lasting relationship with either of them. Because I just think, you know, one's too intense and one's not intense enough. But mm-hmm. I think I would go mm-hmm. with Mulan. I think I would feel like this is my one shot. This is my one I shot to, <laughs> to be with someone like this. So, yeah. <laughs> I already was thinking Mulan because I was like, okay, she's coordinated. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a warrior. I know that Hercules is too, but I feel like Mulan has more grit. Yeah, Mulan's more graceful. Yeah, Mulan's more graceful. And one of the things I said when this question was posed to me when we were prepping for this conversation was that Hercules is top heavy. And I think he's going to (laughs) be falling a lot. He's got that big, big chest. And I think that could come in handy, like, say, after the roller skating date. (laughs) Right. But during the roller skating date, I'm like, am I going to be picking you up a lot? Are you going to be falling over? (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. So a double date with you guys as well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we can make this work. I think the three of us and our two partners can make this work. <laughs> absolutely. I think I think absolutely can make that work. Oh, well, that was Bookish Babes. Thank you both so much for playing with me. <laughs> thank you. Emily, Bolu, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a minute. Thank you for having us, Brittany. Had a great time. Thanks again to authors Bolu Babalola and Emily Henry. Their latest books, Honey and Spice and Happy Place, are out now. This episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Barton Girdwood, Alexis Williams, Liam McBain, Corey Antonio Rose. Our editor is Jessica Plachek. Engineering support came from Patrick Murray. Our executive producer is Verilyn Williams. Our VP of Programming is Yolanda Sanguini. Our senior VP of Programming is Anya Grundman. All right. That's all for this episode of It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. Talk soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Lisa. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. 
Visit lisa.com to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. 